0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Double Tap. Today is Monday the 31st of October. It's Halloween. Woo-hoo! Scary stuff. And it is scary, I'll tell you. We're going to be talking about Twitter's takeover. Elon Musk has freed the bird,
0: or has he? Hmm. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest.
1: Hey guys, welcome along to Double Tab for another day. Sean Priest is back with me. How are you, Sean? I am gorgeous, Stephen Scott. Thank you so much. Free
2: the bird. I don't like that at all. That sounds disgusting.
1: Well, that's what Twitter, or that's what at least Elon Musk says he's going to do. Like don't like it. Don't like it at all, sir. Oh, okay, Kitchen fine. sinks, freeing birds.
2: Where's it, where's it all going to end? <laughs>
1: Yeah, in because space. You know, Twitter wasn't a mess to begin with, right? I mean, you know, come on. No,
2: so. exactly. It was in perfect harmony.
1: Yeah, it was all perfect before that. Uh, listen, uh, we've got a special guest with us today. That's the special guest sound. Uh we've got we've got Robin Christofferson joining us all the way from that there England
3: Englandshire. Hello. I let the cat out of the bag earlier with the space comment, did. but yeah. Did. I think that's but, where yeah. Twitter will end up. Now that you Elon's put, in charge,
1: yeah, people just interrupting each other randomly
3: with nonsense. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, no I rules. agree. That is the yeah. perfect example of what Twitter is about to become. And um, I can confirm that Sean is gorgeous.
1: Ah, oh, God bless you, sir. I have to say, there's nothing better than getting a com- compliment about your looks from a blind man. There's just I don't know what it is. It's just something about that I really it's the um, take I was, to um, heart. Referring yes, to that's right. Yes, oh, I well see. done. Yeah, uh, you're so visual, Stephen. We're talking alone. vodka, gin, what spirits, <laughs> what particular spirits? Of Sean's are gorgeous. Um, okay, oh, no. so <laughs> lots to talk about today. We're going to be getting into the whole subject of the Twitter takeover. Robin's here to dive into that in a bit more detail a bit later. But first, to the feedback, to the feedback chamber, I say and uh let's get uh some comments and i know i don't Pat know what chamber. that means <laughs> the feedback chamber. You. i don't know what that is but Does that yeah to do with halloween okay <laughs> torture, chamber. Yeah. <laughs> torture chamber that's just a show that's just a show <laughs> um yeah we had a comment actually david woodbridge has been grumbling again on on twitter oh, you know friend of the show david come on and he's mate. on there and he's saying you know what you need to do guys you need to get these chapter markers on the show because if you get chapter markers on the show then we can just skip through all the bits we don't like well, I, my response to that was very simple no you will suffer like everyone else, okay? That's not how this works. You don't Correct. get the easy ride here. So I'm sorry, you'll have to suffer. <laughs> Love and respect, obviously. But yes, suffer. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get to some feedback because you do, you've do. you been all sending in some wonderful messages. Uh, we're going to kick off with Peter, who's picking up on Caleb's issue we were talking about last week. Here's Peter with the
4: details. Greetings from Robin Hood County. It's Pete, hoping you're all well. Firstly to Caleb, if you have a coat or a jacket with a top pocket, just put your phone inside that with your camera facing out and use a pair of Bluetooth headphones for what you need to do. Keep it simple, that's my motto. Now to the fifth generation Echo Dot. Nice piece of machinery, fast response, lovely sound. Where's my headphone socket? What's going off? everything's changing. By the time I finish this, we'll have another prime minister.
5: <laughs>
4: Still, I can manage to do just about everything that I want to do on it. But if you want BBC stations, you have to use the skill my tuner Radio. Still, no hardship. And you were also talking about in-house subscriptions for apps and things like that. I think that's what it was about and how app developers make their money. Well, every person who works deserves a fair wage for a fair day's pay. And if I need an app and it does what I want, I'm quite happy to pay for it. I was a bit annoyed with Envision, you know, because their app is now free. But I was glad to help the developers set it up by paying for a membership. So I don't resent it going free. And finally, in England, you will be able to access your historic records from your GP surgery using the NHS app. This is not the COVID-19 app. For people living in Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales, the devolved powers will decide how they're going to operate this system. So knock yourself out. Personally, I'm going nowhere near it. I don't want insurance companies watching me go into the app and find out uh, how ill I was or how well I wasn't. Anyway, on that note, I'll disappear for now. Thank you for all the podcasts again. And by the time the next podcast comes out, I'll probably have been moved to Foreign Secretary. People in the United Kingdom will know exactly what I'm on about. And perhaps some Italian listeners too. Take care and stay where you are, Sean. You ain't going anywhere. You just brighten the place up, mate. Bye for now.
0: Oh, thank
1: you. Oh, that's nice. That is nice. Yeah, do you know what? I didn't even notice that the Echo Dot didn't have a headphone jack. I never use it, in fairness, so I wouldn't have known. But I'm shocked.
2: I am shocked and appalled, Robin.
3: I was setting, yeah, I am too. I was setting up um, a fourth gen Big Echo, and in the settings, you can assign that three and a half mil jack at the back there to be a line in or a line out, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So mine's a line out going into the mixer at the moment, but yeah, you could have it as your um, a a, a really nice speaker. You know, if you had another uh, audio source. So you could assign it as the line in. So yeah, no, that would be a real shame if that's gone away.
1: Yeah, yeah. And listen, don't get me started on the Eero Mesh thing. Um, That's another disaster, which I want to tell you about later on. Oh Mm -hmm. dear. Well, I'll tell you now because honestly, it it annoyed me. It annoyed me, guys. Yes, come on, share with the group. It's fine. I I know know. it's a new week. I know it's Halloween. I know it's scary time. um, And me ranting Well, that's nothing unusual. So there should be nothing scary about that. Uh, No, so, you know, we've been talking, of course, about Amazon bringing in this feature to the uh, Echo fourth gens and the new Echo uh, dots as well. And I think the previous gen Echo dots. Basically, if anything spherical in your house that is Amazon owned will be able to become a mesh device. Um, Well, sadly, not here in the UK. If you're in the US or you're in Canada, yes. Brilliant. Congratulations, Canada. You've got one up on us again, although in fairness, as this country is, as Peter rightly says, going to the dogs, it doesn't really surprise me, to be perfectly honest. So, yes, there we are. Um, but <laughs> someone uh, sounding a bit twisted and bitter and jealous.
2: What's the matter <laughs> with you? We'll get it eventually.
1: Oh, eventually. I, I, I love how it says in the marketing, in the coming months, that means never. Right. Okay. I bet we get it next week. No, it's
3: not coming. I asked my Echo for a firmware update because I was really excited about this as well. And normally when you do that, not that I do it very often because it just happens automatically, but I was hoping for this Eero integration. Mm. And um, normally when you do that, it says, oh, just checking, oh, um, updating, your firmware is up to date. In that kind of length of time, D- does it really, see? Really, does,
1: does it say, ooh, as well? Does it go, ooh? Yeah, ooh, it, yeah, um, it does. I actually Definitely. do have an update here. That's very British, I've got to the say The UK that. one does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. I oh, I, believe, say. I I do believe I have an so update for you. This w- would you be time, so kind to let me update it for you
3: now, sir? This time, when I asked her, she said, this will take up to 30 minutes. You won't be yes, able to use right. me in the meantime. Mine so I was rubbing my it. hands together, thinking, wow, oh. okay, here we go. Yeah. No, no Eero. Other stuff.
2: O- by the way, it only took like two minutes as well. It didn't take 30 minutes I don't know. All. I went away right. and made I, I wonder tea. if the update
1: is right. like cementing the inside of your uh, headphone jack. It's like <laughs> it's closing up. <laughs> it's like more it glue <laughs>
3: oozed into it from inside.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: mm. Oh, the deal coming that will do that as well. Um, but With yeah, um, that's... that's, that's sorry. And you also... Uh, it's important to say if you want to do this, if you are in Canada or the US and you want to use this, you need to have the Eero kit. So I... Uh, was reading into this a lot of the weekend. You've got to have the Eero kit. So uh, once you've got that, then you would go into the Eero app. You have to link the accounts. Uh, so you've got to link your Amazon account with your Eero account by basically enabling the skill on the Alexa app, the Lady A app. And then once you've done that, you go back into the Eero app and under your device settings, under under Discover, you'll see Amazon Connected Home. And when you go into that, there should be an option to look for built in devices, Amazon built in, or Eero, I
3: think it is, Eero built in, as they call it. Uh, uh, that that sounds easy enough. Other,
2: yeah. What could go wrong?
3: Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta have you have all... to link them because Amazon owns both now. Well, this but, uh, is the, but this legacy, is a bit like the whole,
1: yeah, but we had this chat before, right? We had the chat about the Blink and the Ring and yeah. all these different devices and they don't cross-platform at all. They're all independent. They all live on their own. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But um, yeah, for, for Eero and Amazon being the same company, um, it is quite, separate. I thought it would be more connected than it is. Yeah, but
2: don't you, when you set up your Eero system, so I suppose we should say for anyone listening who doesn't know, the Eero system is a, a Wi-Fi network, mesh network system for your home and the new update for the Amazon Dots allows you to extend that network. They act as extenders. Each oh, here we go. He's in Sean of the whatever. Shed mode right now. He's, know, he's right into you're, you're the talking about, uh, like a smart audience know, over here. You don't have to be unsmart. Is that the word? Yes, it is. You don't have to be unsmart not to know what something is. Word. So right, thank you. What was I saying? What was my point? Oh no, right, shut up. Eros, when you set up the Eros, right, download the app. Is that and in you, Greek? You sign in Eros. Right. <laughs> right? Shut up. When you sign in, don't you sign in with your Amazon account details? I believe you told well, me. Oh you can. Yeah, you can. Ah, you can set up a Eros
1: account without them or you can set up with them. I did because I want Amazon to have even more attachment to my home network. Well that's uh, I what I mean. If you sign in controlled with controlled your- by them. If
2: you sign into the Eros account using <laughs> your, yeah, I know. If you sign in with the Eros account using your uh, Amazon <laughs> details, your Amazon account, then surely it would link the two devices together. Anyway, you would it would see the dots there. You wouldn't have That's to do that new, extra
3: because if you had an Eros account prior, Eros. which I've had for years, then yeah, mine. I guess I'd be someone who'd need to associate the two.
1: Okay, yeah, Thank you. and you do have to. You have to do all these updates to get that feature. And it's it's under the Discover tab in the Eero app. But that is assuming that you've connected your accounts first. You've got to do that before you can do anything else. So a bit of work to be done. But uh, yes, in the US and Canada, that feature is rolling out. It does say rolling out still. I guess it's an update that's, that's coming out over the next couple of days. But in the UK, it's coming months. So yeah, it's never coming here. Never going to happen. All right. We'll see. We will see. It's a shame. It's a shame. I'm trying to make a joke
3: with the spherical ear... Um echoes and rolling oh. out but no
1: oh it's Can't think good of one uh, yeah well let us know when you get there and yeah, uh, we will me. absolutely
3: not listen to that can uh, i go back okay. to a couple of other things of peter's yes please so um while he while we were listening to that i just muted myself and asked for uh to play radio 4 and it plays fine so i'm not 100 sure that certainly was a thing at a time at you know, one time. It uses so. the BBC Sounds skill, though, yeah. doesn't it? Now, you get so that little it, ident at the beginning. All the BBC
2: yeah. have took all their things off things like, um well, the other third-party skills, radio skills, yeah, and, and brought them all in home to the BBC Sound skill. But that should be there anyway, by default. Yeah,
3: just ask for Radio 4.
2: But you do need to of set course. up an account and link that now for BBC Sounds, right? Yeah. So that is an extra step. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right.
3: And... The thing about putting it in the shirt pocket with the camera, um, I still want a head-mounted thing because you want to. You might want to look up. You don't want, you want a head-mounted. Down. Hit, Robin. You want to you put your like phone
1: a f- on your head,
3: fool. <laughs> Just no, sell it around your I forehead want Apple glasses. Oh, yeah, but right. they're
1: not here yeah. yet. So right now you've no. got to yeah. mount your phone on your head. Yeah, no, well,
3: envision, but
1: yeah,
2: it's an excellent point, and I've done that in the front shirt pocket. I find you need to put a packet of polos at the bottom of the pocket to bring the camera above the shirt pocket uh, material. So yeah, a packet for our of Canadian polos.
1: friends, that's—I oh. uh, don't know if that is a thing in Canada, but that's <laughs> a packet of mints, as we would call it in Canada. Yeah, a Thank tube you, Charles. International show, right?
2: <laughs> polos <laughs> are global, man. Are
1: universal. <laughs> universal in Sheffield or something, Thank or you. England, or where are you, Manchester? That's like. Thank oh, you. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's tetra pak, sugar free. Oh, uh, TreeBot. Never. Oh, no, don't tell me. No, don't that. what you talking about, Robbie. No, I'm disgusting.
2: keep it international. <clears throat> Carry on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. So let's go to another voicemail. Uh, actually, an email this time. This is uh, from Callum.
5: Hi, guys. Callum in Yorkshire here. Loving the show, as always. I have a problem with an audio recording I have that I am struggling to get onto my computer. I have an Olympus DS9000 dictaphone from university, pretty inaccessible, that I use to record skills sessions. I cannot get the file off the dictaphone onto my laptop though. It has a USB to USB-C cable, but my laptop does not recognise the device. I have tried the usual turn it off then on again, dictaphone and laptop, and using a different cable, but nothing works. Is there a way of recording the audio on my laptop, maybe, using the 3.5mm output on the dictaphone to the 3.5mm jack on the laptop? I am not an audio whiz and read somewhere this could damage my computer. Do I need a specific cable? And would I need some software on the laptop? Again, any recommendations would be great, ideally something free. Or any recommendations for a secure app that I can use on my phone? Apologies for the rambling email, but this is driving me slightly mad. I'm getting a new dictaphone from university, but need to get the recording off the old one first. Thanks in advance, Callum.
1: Well, thank you, Callum. And uh, this is an issue that I have had myself, so I can maybe help you with this one. I don't know, because I'm assuming, and I hate assumptions, but I am going to assume that you've taken recordings off this device before. And if you have, then this probably won't help you. But if this is your first time taking (laughs) recordings off, my experience has been when you actually plug those Dictaphones into a computer, what happens is it comes up with an option on screen for either charging or USB, as in you know data transfer. And you have to select which one you want. And I have a hunch it's stuck on the charging. So when it's connecting up, it wants to be a charger rather than being a data connection. That would be my guess. And you have to make that choice before you can move on. The problem, as you're saying, is it's not accessible to you. If it's coming up on the screen, you won't see that. There are some dictaphones out there that have still got some voice guidance in them. Uh, so that might be worth talking to your university about. The Olympus DM770, that's DM770, still has the voice guidance. But I'm going to say it is a dying market. Um. The Dictaphone market, I think, in itself is dying. But I think on top of that, the accessible options are disappearing. And part of that is because of the smartphone. So many people are using their smartphones to do this now. And there are so many applications out there for taking notes. Just press that, record. But yeah, exactly. Voice memos. I mean, you're looking for secure solutions. You know, Within the Apple ecosystem, I mean, as secure as it's going to be, probably more secure than living on a Dictaphone, which, you know, if you left it somewhere... Then everyone's got access to it, right? So, I think you, in terms of trying to, to make the transfer, you might want to try and get some sighted assistance onto that. Maybe through Be My Eyes, or if you've got an Iro subscription, you know, get them to check this out and see if there is anything coming up on the screen when you connect it. And if there is, make sure you make the uh, the selection of the USB data, and then you should it should then appear as a as an removable drive on your computer. I'm assuming there's probably no external. It's not like an SD card in there. There's not anything else in there that you can sort of take out and then put into your computer. It sounds like it's just USB. Mm -hmm. Um, In which case, you you are going to have to go through that process. So try that out and see how you get on, Callum, because I know how much of a pain that can be. I had the same issue, just trying to charge mine. It would not charge. And in the end, I had to just say, look, I've had enough of this because the battery died. I could not get it to charge for love nor money. And that was the end of it. As far as I was concerned, and I just Correct. feel, well, not quite, but you know, I, I just I do feel that this kind of technology is on the way out. To be perfectly honest, yes, it's like replaced. the facts,
2: it's on its way out. And even if it doesn't say when you connect it to your computer, if it doesn't pop up on the dictaphone screen asking you do, what mode you want it to be in, it, it may just be in the settings anyway. So, as Stephen said, get yeah. some side assistance, go into the settings, and it would be under USB mode or something like that. To either data or charging or something like that. And as for recording out of the headphone jack directly into your line in of your uh laptop, absolutely fine. It's not gonna mm. damage anything at all. It's a no. perfectly valid way to do it. Headphone jack to headphone jack cable, 3.5 mil to 3.5 mil. Um as for software, I use Audacity. I love it, that's free. Um but is is there an inbuilt sound recorder? I actually don't, don't in Windows anymore. Sorry, my voice is going.
1: I have no idea. It used to be.
2: Sound recorder, right? I haven't used one in Windows for the longest time. I will have to have a look, but um, I I would recommend Audacity. Um, Just download that for free. And yeah, 3.5 mil to 3.5 mil cable should uh, work fine.
1: Yeah, definitely. You ever used these dictaphones, Robin? Uh, They were pretty good in their time, but uh, kind of old. I had,
3: yeah, a, a really basic one. Uh, that didn't have any kind of file transfer or anything like that. So I just used the line out to copy things onto my computer, which obviously is real time. So that's not ideal for, for volume, but, um, you know, like a lot of recordings, a lot of lectures or whatever. But uh, yeah, so that's always an option. Just as Sean says, just get a cable, a mail to mail, three and a half mil cable. Yeah, I remember my wife, she used to go and get
1: training for JAWS and she would record the lesson alongside, you know, she so would just sit the dictaphone on the table while the, the lesson was ongoing, and she would just record it. And she came in one day and she said, I'm a bit worried about this dictaphone because it's now full, I was nearly full. And she said, I'm just expecting it to just die, and I'm going to lose everything. So can you just fix it? And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I'm thinking, no problem, SD card off, <laughs> transfer the files. Yeah. No. It's a basic, you know, exactly like yours, Robin, same deal. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, so I've got to sit and basically record all this stuff in. And, uh, you know, what? it's fine. You just plug it in and let it go. But then, of course, the, the fun bit is going out afterwards. You've got to go and, because she, she says, oh, can you, just, can you just snip it all up into little files? I'm like,
4: ah, yeah, no problem. Of
1: yeah, I have nothing else to do. That's absolutely fine. I love you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can't find Sound Recorder. On Windows. No, I don't. I think it's got. I, I
1: mean, there was that old, old, old one. I, I remember, think it's something else but... now. I'm pretty sure it's something. I'm going to have a look as well. Carry uh, on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get another message in. Uh, Laura reading the emails, of course. Today, uh, Mary writes in.
5: Hello. First, briefly, I always hold my iPad vertically because I'm not buying Apple's keyboard. Too expensive. And when you turn it horizontally, the keyboard that comes up takes up two thirds of your screen. Vertically, on the other hand, the keyboard only takes up a quarter of your screen. I actually have more, and I use the word loosely viewing space, but each to his own. I was going to a train station in Hicksville, New York, and yes, there is a town called Hicksville in New York. I had someone snatch my iPad from my hands and ran off with it. I turned to give chase, and as a severely low-vision person, I said, where am I going to go? I went into the ticket office, they called the police, and I reported it stolen. But could they use the Where Is My app? The officer called his supervisor and I heard him say, and yes, she knows her user ID and password. He used that information to log into Where Is My iPhone and it showed him where my iPad was. Turns out they were stealing objects, snatching them, and run over to his house, put the item in, come back and see what other items they could take from people. I had my iPad back in my hands in less than an hour. I was just glad that I hadn't been hurt. I'm sure a lot of other people got their stolen property back as well. So make sure you set Where Is My iPhone app up when you get your new devices. Mary Hart.
1: Wow. Thank you, Mary. Um, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because uh, I think these two think that, you know, nothing gets ever stolen anywhere. You know, you just walk around <laughs> with all your devices hanging off you. And no one will ever touch you. And it'll all be fine. Well, there you go. There's an example, a real world example of why you don't walk around with your devices out in front of you because it can happen. They can be stolen, Sean Priest. It's not a joke. It's not a it lie. It can happen, it's not fake but news. it's very, very
2: rare. And you shouldn't live your life in fear of the rare occasion that this
3: thing is happened. the guy that's
2: who what doesn't what leave I mean, the shed. Oh, that's exactly. <laughs> I can't speak anymore. Carry on.
3: Yeah, find my... You definitely want to set that up. Yeah, I mean, that's brilliant, isn't it? That,
1: you know, they were able to locate it so quickly. Uh, you know, I was, I was thinking at the weekend, that is it airlines now are starting to suggest that you know, you might want to put an air tag in your luggage um, because if a bag so gets they lost, they can find it. Yeah, uh, So that you can, can tell country. them where it is. Um, I, it's, I mean, it's a great thing. I actually heard the opposite, though, a couple of weeks back. This is a bit like chicken. You know, I often find this, these stories are a bit like chicken. You know, every week you get a new story that says, don't eat chicken because it's terrible for you. It's got something in it that's bad. And then they say... Eat chicken. It's the greatest thing ever. So every week it seems to be different. <laughs> uh, and it's a bit like that with air tags. Some weeks it feels like, you know, just avoid them because they're the spawn of the devil. And, you know, they'll, they'll bring every airliner down. And then the next week it's, oh, no, it's fine. We've, we've actually checked. We and, like and them okay. again. Yeah, we love them. I still haven't got any air tags.
2: Uh, it's just, they seem like a great idea. I just can't think of a use for them in my case. That's all.
3: Airlines have stopped doing the announcement at the beginning about turning your devices onto airplane mode. It's
1: because everyone ignores it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also That's now, why. I mean, on on board, you can have Wi-Fi. I mean, I was, I know, well, I say that, Sean and I tried it on the flight to Canada. It was kind of, I mean, I have to say it was more laughable for him or for me maybe because he had yeah. to pay like, I don't yeah. know, $100 yeah, I, I, to I not to get online. Yes. And it was the worst thing ever. Yes. Did and you manage last... a call in the end? I think you managed a call for half, a, well, I think you heard the I... ha- first half of a word and that was yes, it. Yes. I tried WhatsApp. <laughs> It was terrible,
2: and it only lasts for that first flight. And there was yeah, like was three funny. flights. It was awful. <laughs> By the way, it is called Sound Recorder in Windows. Just Sound Recorder. Oh, is it still there. there? They must have updated oh. it. It's beautiful. Is, <laughs> it, um, is it accessible? Well, it's saying record and playback and stuff like that. It's speaking oh. to me at the moment, so it's all oh, good. Cool. It doesn't come up
3: in Start when you search for it, so they must have hidden it. Oh, they're ashamed of it.
2: Well, hang on. Are you using Windows Ten or Windows Eleven?
3: Ten. Okay, I'm using Windows
2: 11 here, so maybe it's a new for Windows 11. I wouldn't have thought so, but maybe. But I just typed recorder in and then went down a few times, and there was sound recorder under apps.
1: Nice. Interesting. Uh, You know something else we've been mucking around with just recently? We're going to do a a show on it, or at least a feature on it, here on Double Tap, because uh, I think we're all, well, I was certainly excited by it, and that is WhatsApp on the PC. Now, I have to say, in fairness to Robin, Robin has been telling us, Sean, for quite a while this is a particularly good app and it's yeah. accessible and it's great and He's we're been like wrong, yeah huh? yeah yeah it's been right and, and I'm just going yeah 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 whatever because I've tried it on the Mac site and it's not great and I thought okay how good can it be and then I try it yesterday and I'm like guys this app is really good it's so accessible <laughs> to which I'm sure Robin's just sort of banging his head off the table yeah, saying yeah, yeah. yes I know
3: I'm yeah but you say
2: you you'd say it's
1: so accessible it's
2: kind guys. of it's no, totally no yeah, Hang on. Maybe it's an
1: NEDA thing. (gasps) Exactly. It's an NEDA problem because it's fine with with... Narrator. It's fine with Jaws. No, no. It's you.
2: I know. It's just sometimes, like, you go into that device settings or settings, and it won't talk until you sort of alt tab out and alt tab back. I'm not saying it's inaccessible. I'm just saying there are still some quirks there. It's very exciting. I I liked using it yesterday with, with you. Stephen, it was a beautiful oh, testing experience. Thank you. thank you. And I could say that we used the Microsoft Store version. So going into the Windows uh, Start is that the menu. One you, is that the one you've got, Robin?
3: No, it's not. So maybe there's a difference. I wouldn't imagine they'd build two versions. Well, I I there's a, there's a web version, for... isn't there? Yeah, there's a yeah, web, no, I don't web use version. That. No, it's definitely a desktop app.
1: Well, what? yeah, but is it, it's not, is it one of those WAPs again? You know, these web wrappers like the Twitter yeah. one on Windows. So I don't know if the version... I, I don't know what you've got, but I I would certainly check out the store version yeah. because that was I don't was know what you've
3: got, Robin. I like it, though. I'm going to stick with it.
1: Yeah, well, if it works for you, right? I mean, that's that's all that matters. But um, in terms of navigation and stuff, I think I, I was thinking about the Mac version of it compared to the Windows version. I think on the Mac, I'm so used to interaction model and moving around in groups and then interacting with the elements I'm looking for, that when that is not an option, and that's the case in this app, it's kind of just a flat layout that you're just moving around every single element. It just feels a bit weird. feels a bit foreign when you do it that way on a Mac. Whereas in a Windows system, that feels normal. And actually it feels right because you kind of know where everything is um, or you get to know where everything is. So I'm I'm quite quite enjoying it. But yeah, WhatsApp on the Microsoft Store. um, and, And the best thing about this now is, unlike previously, and I'm saying previously maybe a year ago, Maybe a bit more. I don't know. Uh, you used to have to every time you wanted to use it, you'd have to show your iPhone or your your Android phone to it. Go into the WhatsApp app, you know, scan that QR code, so that you would get access to. The, you know, essentially, it would link it together. But now that's a permanent link solution. So once you've done it once, that's it. You can just turn your phone off. I remember the days when if your phone would lock, it wouldn't like what it wouldn't work. Yeah, it just would it. stop. Yeah. So and good I, I though, right? Got rid of so that. quick. Like, that QR sick. code. So just oh, open it's... up
2: WhatsApp on your phone, go to settings, go to link device, and basically that's it. Point your phone at your uh, when, you're, when you've opened the WhatsApp app on your Windows computer. It's just a big QR code. And as soon as you do it, like a split second, it goes boop, and you're in. And you've got all it, your it conversations
1: what? on your boop,
2: and you've got all <laughs> your conversations on your screen. It's amazing.
1: Uh, listen, stay right there. We're going to come back with uh, more talk on Twitter and more of your feedback. Coming up, this is Double Tap.
0: Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Double Tap. I am Stephen Scott. He is Sean Priest. I can only apologise. And Robin Christofferson is with us, Lord Robin
3: Christofferson of Hello. Englandshire. Hello. Update. Update.
1: Update. 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 Do, 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 do,
3: do, do. There we go. What is it? It's called Voice Recorder on Windows 10. That's why it wasn't coming up. Say. So. so hang on, Sean, lying.
1: Is nice. it? Is it called Sound Recorder on? Is it not called record Sound Recorder? Excuse
2: record. me, on Windows 11 here. I just double checked. When I type in Recorder, I get Sound yeah. Recorder. And Steps
1: Recorder. Oh, so Ooh, for recording only around. music by the uh, the band Steps? Is that, is that, a, is that uh, a UK What would thing? be wrong with DRM. that? DRM. That's I don't think, S Club 7 recording. I recorder. don't think anybody <laughs> outside the UK knows who that is. And to be honest, you, you should be glad about
3: that. Um, Some people who hike with their laptop. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> just sort of like, oh, I better, I better get the old steps recorder on. There we go, right? Grunt, 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 moan, whinge. <laughs>
2: so in Windows 10, it's voice recorder. In Windows 11, it's sound
1: recorder. Okay, okay. we get right, it. Well right, right. fine. Twitter's nice. been oh, bought over, guys. Sure. Come on, let's talk about this. Oh. Elon Musk has taken over Twitter. He has freed the bird. Free as a bird. Who sang that, free as a bird? Sounds gross. There's a song. Wasn't there? Free as a bird. Born free. As free as the wind. Free as the oh, windows. Knows. No, that's not it. Oh, that's no, not but... what I'm thinking of. But anyway. Free right. bird. F- free as a bird. Was that wings? Oh, free bird. Uh, yeah. Cream wings. Yeah. not Anyway. Um, I'm, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Not that it has anything to do with it. Uh, but yeah, he has taken over and people are concerned that, that it's going to become, you know, a cesspit of evil and people are just going to say horrible things and get away with it. Um, I've just checked Twitter. Like I've just know. checked Twitter. Nothing's changed, guys. Nothing has changed. Um, so I if don't you know, go what, to the Twitter homepage,
3: something's changed. There's is, is no bird anymore. Is, is the bird free? It's not in jail. <laughs> yeah. um, he's changed it so that if you went to Twitter.com before then you just go straight to the login page and nothing else. But now it goes to the kind of explore page where it's got all the, you know, top tweets from celebs and stuff or trending that sort of thing, which apparently I would have taken months of committee meetings prior to Mr. Musk taking over and he's just, you know, do it. So yeah, yeah apparently he's um, leading from the top and he has quite a, uh, avant gardes sort of leadership style shall we say <laughs> Yes, that's one
1: word for it or one or two words actually <laughs> for it um yeah what do you what do you think sean are you concerned about this i mean i'm, I'm reading on social media a lot of comments from people I'm a real mixture i put out the question you know and i'm getting a mix of opinions from people saying you know what we'll see how it goes we'll, 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 you know i'm not drifting off yet and there are reasons we'll get into about that but you know, if it starts to get... We won't drift off. We but, won't. But, you know, people are saying, I look, if it starts that... to become a place where, frankly, you know, hate speech is just the norm, then we're out. Yes. You know, um, I don't know. I... Well,
2: then you're out of social media as it is. is. I'm. So... There's not much... Social media is, quite honestly, a cesspit as it is. So for... it's a bit like, you know, if Trump gets in, I move into Canada. A lot of people will say that, but I don't think people will, will leave. Because a lot of time you you can, uh, you can customize any social media feed so that you see everything you like and cut out everything you don't like to a certain degree. And I think people will just continue to do that. I don't know if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing that Elon's took uh, taken over. We will have to wait and see on that. Um, I, to be perfectly honest with you, for most of the people that I see have been banned from social media platforms, I totally agree with the, that person being removed. So it, because I, I agree with that that status, then, you know, I, I'm okay with it. But obviously other people aren't. So it's a really, uh, we've talked about it so many times being a fine line between free speech and hate speech and what just makes it a toxic environment. Who's to say? I, I don't even know if there is an answer to it. And I don't see anything wrong actually with Elon taking over and uh, having his attempt at it.
1: So Michael Babcock on Twitter says, my relationship with Twitter likely won't change. I'll stay a while, then go for a bit, then come back, unless something really changes. Maybe he will open up the APIs so that we can get much better third-party apps. Tim Dixon says, I'm giving it time to see what it means in practice. While Aaron says, currently I'm observing, but if third-party apps stop being functional or the trend of increasing hate speech continues, then I will absolutely leave. There are alternatives now. They that are much more user-friendly and not all about using your data for profit. James writes, I'll be watching. If there are things I don't want or like to see, I will start blocking it out. I need Twitter for certain information that transit bus alerts. And JR says, it doesn't really matter to me. I use Twitter for promotions, my thoughts, and whatever I want to make, or whenever I want to make society smile. I don't think my relationship with Twitter will change." So, Robin, the mix of opinions about whether or not people will stay or go, um, and I guess the question is, what people will notice over the next few months, right? It's probably just too early to know what is likely to happen if anything changes.
3: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a question of wait and see. But um, with regards to the monetizing thing, so obviously ads are a, and you know sponsored tweets, um, one would hope would remain as well, not not any more intrusive than they are at the moment because they're every sort of fourth or fifth tweet on the you know, first party Twitter app, the, the official Twitter app. Um, and they are moderated. So they're not, you know, anything too inflammatory. Not that I've seen anyway. Um, if that starts getting worse, because obviously Twitter's, I don't think ever made a profit. So, you know, Elon's got his eye on the bottom line. We've already seen an article whereby he is suggesting That blue tick people, the verified people, that's all the people with a big following and who use Twitter to, you know, enhance their brand and, you know, for whatever reason. But these are the kind of big players on Twitter will be asked to pay $4.99 a month to retain their tick. Uh, So, I mean, you know, that he's got plans already to see if he can turn it into something of a money making proposition, which hopefully won't mean that we'll, you know, it won't be a race to the bottom with advertising and stuff like that. For me, I wouldn't go to the official Twitter app for anything that I can do on a third party app. Now, you can't do everything. You used to be able to in the good old days of Twitter, but they kind of uh, drew back on what, you know, everything that you can do um, with third party apps. So you, sometimes you do have to go to the website or the app. Um, and then you, you know, if you can see anyway, you can't help seeing different feeds. But for me, I would go third party all the way. And then you don't get any ads. You can choose exactly who you see because there's nothing that's kind of promoted tweets or anything. Um, And so that's a really nice experience, don't you think? With your third party solutions, you can really be selective about what you see. I mean,
1: people are raving about the Spring app at the moment on ios and mac um, which is very popular a lot of people love that app There's uh, there's twitterific there's a number of different applications you can go to um, and it was interesting i was talking to someone last week who was saying you know frankly i just want to use twitter and, and you know the only way i can do it is via this and everyone keeps telling me to go to different applications but i just don't have the headspace to learn all that and i get that but there are options out there that can kind of Get some of that noise away. And actually, I, I've noticed that when you go to some of these third-party applications, because you're not getting the ads, because you're choosing who you're following, I'm not noticing a big difference. I mean, people saying that, as I saw a report uh, just the other day, that use of the N-word has increased on social media, on Twitter in particular, uh, in the past few days by like 500% or something. It's you know a ridiculous mm, number. I saw but, that. but here's the thing. I think people are always going to test the boundaries, right? They're going to see what they can get away with. I think it'll settle down. And, you know, the idea that we can, this comes back to the the fundamental point about free speech. If you actually believe in free speech, truly, then that should be okay. Do you know what I mean?
5: In the sense that if you,
1: (laughs) yeah, because if you, if you're saying that you, you, if you want to be able to say what you want to say, then that means that entitles the other person to say what they want to say. You don't have to agree on it. No. You shouldn't have. I agree with free speech that I agree with.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's well, it. That's, otherwise, I that's otherwise it takes me. No, no, I mean, no,
1: but yeah. no, no. But agreeing with it's not the point. The point is it's not the agreement that's the, the discussion. We all can agree that there is speech out there which is just awful and people shouldn't say it. We would like to live in the world as the case. But there are people who believe terrible things and who say terrible things. But do those people have the right to say it Meaning that you have the right to say what you believe. You know, essentially that's free speech, right? That you can, well, across the board, everyone can say what they want. What we do is we regulate speech, because we do. We regulate hate speech, as we should. We regulate what people can say. So if someone slanders our libels, we can deal with that in a court. You know, there are laws in place to deal with all these issues that a lot of people talk about. that They seem to think are just all going to be flung out, that Twitter will just be this cesspit. And, you know, I kind of joke around with that. But the truth is that there are rules. There are There are legal laws but yeah in in countries maybe not specific to twitter itself and its policies but there are laws in countries that can stand up against that certainly that's the case in canada certainly in the uk
3: i mean because he's known for his um rather more out there views and you know free speech and that sort of thing it's a shame because you know with this platform it would be so easy to censor And that, you know, we could have an argument about that. And we kind of are with, you know, free speech. But, you know, like the N word, you could just star it out. You could have N and then so many stars. Uh, You know, whenever someone posts that, it just gets filtered out into that string. So, you know, is that a good thing? Because people will still know what they were trying to say, but it's not as offensive as seeing it there or hearing it. So, um, and, you know, with other algorithms and that sort of thing. And they already have a lot going to try and catch the really nasty stuff like you were saying where there are laws against it um so it's it's susceptible to moderation because of the nature of it you know and he is definitely a tech geek isn't he he's a um
5: yeah, yes absolutely
3: yeah. there's no geekier person
5: no nerdier I think, person
1: I think what kind of surprises me though is the, the kind of rush to shock with him with this. I'm not saying that people shouldn't be concerned. I don't know, is the truth. I just don't know. I, I haven't, you know, it's too early at this stage to, to know what, where this is all going to go and how this is going to lay out. But I just think, you know, let's give the thing a chance because social media up until this point, let's look at Facebook as an example. I mean, there were live beheadings on Facebook at one time. There may still be in some corners um, of Facebook. You know, they can't catch every piece of content, but they do but some of that stuff has stayed up longer than it should Mm -hmm. have. People have committed suicide live on Facebook and -hmm. it was still up there for quite a while until it was taken down. So, you know, the the idea that suddenly Elon Musk is, I I think it's just easier to kind of almost paint the villain. You know, we, we love a villain and he's the, now he's now the villain, but actually is it any worse than any other social network? Really? At the end of the day, we're dealing with people here, right? And you know, some people might want to believe the world is full of lovely, nice people who just dance around all day to the tune of Disney music. I don't think that's the case. You know, I think there's some pretty <laughs> nasty people out there and they tend to show themselves up on these social media platforms. And um you have to remember that, right? That's not an algorithm that's creating the hate, it's people. And it's people who are right. yeah, surfacing that hate by watching and reading. The
3: content that's how the algorithm is working that's how it's being fed and at the moment to the extent that harmful content can be pushed at you the algorithms can reinforce it yeah that's
2: exactly the point i think the technology is there to to suppress this sort of content Uh, tiktok have recently announced that they're, they're they're not allowing children to live stream anymore because of the amount of abuse that goes on on that website. And that is absolutely, sorry, not the website, on the social media platform. And that is absolutely disgusting. Mm. And is is, it, is that worthwhile for free speech? Is that worthwhile to have that platform in existence if children are going to get abused on that platform?
3: I personally don't think it's worth that. I think they've got a responsibility but, big time because... Yeah, yeah absolutely. But they all do, not just TikTok, they all do. The ability for somebody with... Um, Abhorrent opinions or motives or objectives and gives them a massive platform and a massive reach. So I think there needs to be significant uh, technological, you know, legal um, and, and social pressures put on these platforms. And they're just not, they haven't buckled yet, they haven't done the right thing. Well, interestingly, uh, was it Europe that said,
1: I can't remember what the line was, but there's some line that the European Union had come out with that was like, you know, Elon says the bird is free and they're like, yeah, but you know, it'll be in a cage before long kind of thing because <laughs> we'll make sure it is. Uh, and you know, it's interesting because when I, when I, if I'd have heard that a couple of years ago, I'd have thought, yeah, right, whatever. But then I look at what happened with Apple and the fact that they are now having to switch their iPhones to USB-C because the European Union says, you got to do this. And I'm thinking if, if the mm. European Union can turn around and make that kind of demand, and a company like Apple in America has to change, um, does say something about the, the power of, of, of laws and the power of, you know, um, well, essentially the power of, of, of you know, the legal side of it, which can actually mm. have a real impact so someone like elon musk yeah the bird might get his wings clipped a little bit and that's maybe not a bad thing um yeah it's a difficult one and you know it's one of those ones we have to wait and see don't we we have to really see what happens i mean a lot of people are talking about social networks like mastodon which i've never heard of i I did sign up to it last night just to see what it's like yeah it's a bit different right so it's it's kind of built in the same way but it's all open it's all open i guess it's Mm -hmm. it's not um what do they call it? decentralized. This is this new word on Web3, as they call it, decentralized web, where you have all these different servers kind of running and you can choose a server to connect to. Uh, you can still see what's going on around other servers, but you have to sort of pick one as your home, if you like. Um, so I went into the tech one and I've joined up with, I don't know, some group of nerds and, um, you know, I don't know what is going to happen on there. Well done. Ingratiate yourself there. Eh? <laughs> I don't know Nerd. who these people are. I don't know what I've signed up to. I have no Giving idea. Giving them wedges. Um, but you know, whatever it is, I, I doubt I'll ever go on it, to be honest. I, I think someone will start mentioning that C plus or something. I'll just be off. Um, but, is it accessible? Well, the, the app, app the, the, apps, the, the app setup and the process of setting up Mastodon through the Mastodon iOS app was accessible. Yeah. The whole process was fine. Um, the uh, There are a couple of people who have said once they've got past that process, there's a couple of issues. But the app itself seems to be fairly accessible, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. I, I think you. there may be a few challenges along the way, I have no doubt. It is a very different platform. And of course, a lot of these applications, it's funny because now they are getting so much pressure from especially the disability community to say, Right. Okay. Why is this not accessible? And Why is this not working? And it's because up until that point, nobody was really bothering with these applications. And now everyone wants to use them because they're all looking for a way out. Um, but I have mm. heard the other side of this. And I think this is an important point to raise. A lot of blind people have seen, a lot of disabled people online have said, look, we've built a community here on Twitter. We can't just drop this and go somewhere else. It's not as simple as that for a lot of people. And I kind of tend to go with that from, from our perspective as blind mm. people. I don't necessarily want to have to jump onto something else and just move off. I mean, it gets to a point where if I'm whistling into the void uh, because everyone's gone (laughs) and we're putting out, hey, come and join us on Double Tap. Oh, there's nobody here, right? Um, Then, okay, fine. Maybe it's time to move along. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I feel that this is a bit of a storm in a teacup. I think it will relax. It will calm down. And, you know, as long as it doesn't become a place where, like people say, where it becomes a place where just... I mean, I say a place where hate can't be aimed at you, but it can be anyway. And also, I tend to have the argument back, which is, well, what is hate speech? You know, I mean,
2: Yeah, what level does something, a, a remark disagreeing with someone else become well, hate? Well, look, right? I've, right? I've seen disability advocates that.
1: who tell me the words mean violence. If you if you yes, are at that exactly. level, if every word to you is potential violence, then, I'm sorry, but then you could be triggered by anything. I say hello, and you yeah. could be triggered. But what do you mean, hello? What do you, you mean people are yeah. having a good day? You know, and that's just—I I can't deal with that, right? I can't be bothered with that. So, there is what a legal is, definition. What is,
3: well,
1: yes, that's true. There's a legal yeah. definition of that, but I think what is um, what is hate speech, and and the problem is on social media that has been determined by individuals for a very long time. They've kind of self-regulated it for themselves. I think that's more dangerous, to be honest, than what is being proposed
3: here. I think they're just fundamentally to to sorry, Sean. No, go on, Rob. I just think they're opposed to uh, censorship, and they have to do the most egregious because you know that is there are things, um, words in particular that are just definitely out of bounds. But I think other other than the very bare minimum, they want, on principle, to keep it as open as possible. And there's a yeah a big question mark over whether Elon Musk is going to go more extreme in that area. But the kind of the political standpoint of these platforms is for free speech and non-censorship, um, to the extent that you know we've seen the fallout from it. You know, so many people driven to suicide or self-harming, or uh, you know, this the level of cyberbullying is just absolutely appalling. People are able to sign up below thirteen just by saying they're thirteen. Yeah, you know, there's no checks and balances so yeah. yeah really really poor
1: i um i think it goes back to Sean's point there about whether or not this is even a good idea overall and i think that's actually a brilliant debate point which is do, why do we even have this why why is this even a thing i mean i know it's it's here now the, the genie is out of the bottle it's never going back in the world mm-hmm. is now on this these platforms i mean people are I, I i grew up in a world before facebook and twitter as did the three of us We we did not grow up with this And in that world, I'm I'm not saying it was a happier world. I mean, you know, school life wasn't brilliant, but I'll say one thing. Back in my day. When I went home from school, you know, the bully would say, I'll get you at three o'clock. And it was like, yeah, whatever. And then I'd get into my little car, you know, my little taxi that would take me home. And I think, good luck, bully. And, you know, I'd get (laughs) home. That was the end of it. But now that continues. That continues online. It continues through the groups that you're, you know, connecting through and all the rest of it. That just continues and feeds through. And I, I really yep. do fear. I mean, I, I don't have kids, so I don't have the fear of what they're having to deal with. My dogs can't get online. They don't have their own iPads yet. So that's fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I don't have to worry about their work on the internet, what they're up to. Um, They'd only but- watch Paw Patrol. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, on their iPod. iPod. <laughs> <get it? Pod? laughs> Never mind. Um, oh, very good. But look, you know, the point is that, you know, for people who've got kids, and you two in particular, I mean, I know your kids are older. So and maybe that's
3: oh honestly going through it, totally. It was a nightmare. Yeah, what they saw online. I'm not even going to go there. And no. we tried our hardest. We really did to lock things down. Um, I've just read a brilliant book called The Passengers uh, by John Mars, and he also wrote The One which is about genetic DNA matching where there is only one person out there for you. It's been turned into a Netflix series, or it was. It's set at the All beginning right. of the intro to that book, so I don't know if that's out there yet. But The Passengers is about autonomous vehicles. It's set in the future. Yeah? Elon Musk connection there. And he'd, um, this hike, hacker had hijacked five, no, seven Uh, driverless cars and he was going to make them all crash into each other at top speed in two and a half hours. And a big element of that book was that social media, see the tie up here, would decide who would live and die by what was trending and stuff like that. So that's a tie up of those two elements that Elon's involved in. Yeah, this is um, a future I don't want. I, I don't we're, want to be not suggesting Elon's gonna <laughs> put that plan into action well, by I the think, way for uh, legal reasons. Well not this week it was probably in Mr Mars's mind. Um listen but he's he's got he's got,
1: you know, things to do. He's gotta get the stationary cupboard sorted. You always get sorted the stationary cupboard. In every office <laughs> you start, you've got to get your desk, gotta get a printer hooked up. Can it's always the silly things you've got to do at the start, you know? Uh, How does the email work? You know, it's always that, you know, and the, your laptop doesn't work Elon properly Elon at Twitter dot com. Black
3: mirror <laughs> and all of these you exactly, know, this had an episode about social media and that was an absolute nightmare as well so we can definitely see the dark side of social media and the influence that it has yeah. on public opinion Listen, on- we are out
1: of time, sadly, I'd love to continue this and we are going to continue talking because Robin is going to be back with us, uh, I say every Friday, but hopefully most Fridays for sure, uh, he's going to be joining us to go through the week's news and tech of all kinds across not just accessibility news but also just generic Generic good old common gardener tech news. We're going to get into everything. Tech news. Uh, we're going to talk about everything. And if you've got a story you'd like to uh, share with us, maybe you'd like us to talk about, then you can email it to feedback at doubletaponair.com. You can call us and leave a voicemail on one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. 803 4567 Robin, thank you so much for coming along today. Look forward to catching up with you on Friday. Brilliant um, job. Thanks, guys. Sean, thanks for whatever. Thank and
0: you. we'll catch you again tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode
2: of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's
5: My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.